Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Good evening and welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. My co-host, Michael Bloomling Jr., is on the campaign trail. He is running for Florida Congress District 21. He might stop in the studio today, but if not, we wish him all the prayers and luck in the world as he works on his campaign in this very challenging time. We are honored and blessed to have in our studio today Robert F. Hyde. He has served our country in the Marine from 1999 to 2005. He has run for Congress before against uh, Blooming Fall. Now he is running again in Connecticut's 5th Congressional District. He is a business person. He's a Trump supporter. He's a diehard Republican and a person that we should strongly consider getting back into the House so he could take over the House and give Trump that majority that he needs to move our country further. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Robert Hyde. How are you, sir? Good evening. I'm well. Robert, it's great to have you on the show. I'm doing well, Robert. Uh, Give a little bit of background about yourself. I know you're a businessman. Uh, You have a a lobbying firm. Uh, Just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you stand for. Sure. I stand for everything American. Number one, first and foremost, I stand for the MAGA agenda, the America First agenda. And I'm looking forward to going to D.C. and helping the president achieve those objectives for the American people. So uh, a little bit about my background is that I never ran for Congress against Blumenthal. You <clears throat> you mentioned that. <clears throat> but that, that, that I never run for Congress against oh, Blumenthal. Okay. I'm going to be running for Senate against Blumenthal in okay. 2022, most likely. But there's... Okay. But I have never, this is my first time ever running for public office. So a little bit about my background is I was uh, a Marine, went to college, reservist, went to Iraq in 2003 when we got activated. Um, I went to Central Connecticut State University. Um, I uh, grew a landscaping company from freshman year till 2008 with almost 100 employees into a construction firm. I had five full-time staff in my, my office and 80, 80 plus employees on the road every day. We did some of the biggest jobs in Connecticut that were non-union. I did uh Bristol Myers Squibb, uh, MetLife, um, Hartford Hospital, Fresenius Medical, a ton of things in Connecticut. I also have a, a patent and invention with the USPTO down in DC. So I spent a lot of time in DC with that. Mm-hmm and the public relations firm that I entered into, too. So here I am now. I helped Trump from day one. And as you all know, I helped him <laughs> through day one. And we are here now, and I'm running for U.S. Congress. <laughs> and we did well. Yes. We're doing well with um, fundraising. And this uh, this quarter, I'm hoping to do do my best fundraising quarter ever and just really sit down and make a call. So we're on the, we're on the trail, and we're going to – I think we're going to win this if we keep, it, keep at it and everything goes according to plan and – Hopefully we don't get the mail mail in ballots, and hopefully some of the things go go typical. So, 
you know, as you talk about mail-in ballots, I, I want to just turn to what do you think, or well, God forbid, what the impact might be on not only your election, but the election process if we have to go to a national mail-in ballot. Or uh, I know in New Jersey and my local race were, were doing mail-in, uh, but on a national level, what type of impact do you think it might have? Horrible. For Republicans, it would be horrible. I mean, that's, Democrats love that 11th hour with the yeah. bag of ballots. They just found, you know, and the ink's still wet. So I think it would be horrible for Republicans if that was to happen. The Democrats have mastered the, the ways to, to win elections with ballots. So I see no benefit whatsoever. <clears throat> And I heard something like 16.2 million ballots weren't even counted in the last election. So, I mean, it's, I think everything is just on a negative side on, onto that. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, also, how are you going to be able to count these ballots uh, with a six foot distance? What type of, you'd probably have to do it in an arena setting. How do you, how do you count these ballots? You know, use gymnasiums. I mean, uh, with what's going on now, it's going to be a, a very tall task uh, to even complete Absolutely. it. And like you said, uh, it would be it, it would be, be unfortunate for the Republicans uh, because we know that the corrupt Democrats would use that to their advantage uh, to steal an election. Literally. Um, I mean, I, I know you're a big Trump supporter. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. The Democrats, I call them. Um, you know, I've been following you for quite some time now. You know, uh, you, you're a staunch supporter. You're a big fundraiser. You're always, uh, you know, on the front line of, of helping our president. What are some of the policy issues that you would like to address that's not only facing Connecticut, but facing our nation? That you would like to address and tackle. Uh, So voter fraud would be number one. I would love to – some of the biggest threats to the Republican Party and everybody. Is that what you asked? I would say -hmm. say illegal immigration is definitely my Uh, biggest thing I'd like to tackle. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. What did you say? Uh, I apologize. I apologize. There is a little delay uh, between us talking. That's why uh, it sometimes appears that we might be uh, missing each other. Uh, My question that I ask you is, besides illegal immigration, what type of policy initiatives as a congressman coming out of Connecticut would you or do you have in mind that you'd like to address not only to assist Connecticut? And then you did mention one on the national level, which is illegal immigration. Uh, what are some of the issues that you're running on out of Connecticut uh, that will directly impact Connecticut when you become a congressman? <clears throat> so I'm going to look to expand the Brownfield grants and drive that up for the country, but also for Connecticut, because in my district, especially all of Connecticut, we were a big manufacturing state back in the day, early on with metals, brass and aluminum, everything. So I'm going to look to expand the brownfield grants for the pollution zones, and then I'm going to look, also look to work with HUD and increase the opportunity zone, expand those areas within our inner cities in Connecticut, and then hopefully be able to bring in some real estate investors to invest in both, get those grants, clean up the land, and also build at the same time. 
for these apartment buildings or whatever we can do to create great jobs in this state. I know you mentioned one of your top priorities on the national level is voter fraud, illegal immigration. Uh, what other issues are you concerned about? I mean, those are two big and main issues, uh, you know, depending on where we are on the border. I know you want to secure our border. Uh, we have a fentanyl crisis. We have a child trafficking crisis. Uh, we have an educational crisis. I mean, we have a lot going on here. Uh, what are some of the other issues on the national level that you would like to uh, to tackle? And, uh, and what are some of your ideas on maybe how we can tackle them? Uh, also being a, a former military officer or military, you know, the officer. So I, I would say like you brought up a good one. Fentanyl is awesome. That is a great, great one to fight. Um, with the Chinese, with the Wuhan virus, that's going on now, and obviously everybody looking at ch- that China manufactured this virus, now would be a good opportunity to, to – I've always wanted to take infrastructure back from foreign companies and foreign entities, you know, where we lease our great infrastructure to these foreign companies for them to collect the tolls on, whatever. I'd love to take that back. But also on fentanyl, did you know 70% of the fentanyl is manufactured in China? Yes, sir. And it's um, 70% of it's manufactured like in China. Our... And, and <clears throat> all of it comes from China. And did you know in China it's illegal to administer fentanyl? Uh, I think you got the death penalty in China, correct? I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they impose a death penalty if you, um, if you, uh, yeah distribute uh, fentanyl. And also in this Wuhan crisis, we've also identified uh, that most of our pharmaceutical and our drugs uh, and prescription drugs have been manufactured in China. And thank God Donald Trump is trying to change that dynamic and bring those companies back here. Uh, We've become far too dependent. It is. Yeah. We know we have been, and I, I know you do, and I support Donald Trump. We have been far too dependent on foreign countries, and of course, we know that those jobs, those uh, companies have been sold out through NAFTA, the Bill Clinton administration, the democratic corruption on a national level of them selling our country out. Uh, we know that this happened, um, and we need to bring our, our – we need to start being a leader on all fronts uh, since Donald Trump, as you know, has got in the office with a leading exporter of oil. Uh, but we need to be leading in all areas, agricultural food, clothing. There's no reason why we can't lead the world on all fronts. What do you think about that? Well, we do lead the world on all, all fronts, but the Democrats opened up, you know, Most, the Chinese trade deals, the NAFTA. It's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. great that Trump's evening the playing fields with all these countries. It's unfortunate that this pandemic hit right now because he was killing it with the Chinese trade deal, and I do believe that a big part of that trade deal that we didn't know about was that China was no longer allowed to ship us fentanyl from China. And believe it or not, I think I heard some statistic, like there was 130,000 manufacturers of fentanyl in China. Some ungodly amount. I think it was 130,000 manufacturers of fentanyl in China, but they can't administer it there. So that was a great shutdown there. 
but I do agree that we need to get these these pharmaceutical uh, labs back into Connecticut, back into the country, and that would be a huge step in into the medical field. If we can bring down drug prices, which would be a monstrous accomplishment on all fronts. And who knows what the Chinese are putting into these vac- vaccinations? I mean, there's, I mean, they had antifreeze and toothpaste. I mean, the lead paint, the asbestos drywall. I mean, the toys that were catching fire, the dog treats that were tainted and killing people's pets. I mean, everything that the Chinese have given us, and you're going to trust some vaccine that you don't know what the ingredients are. I mean, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, you're absolutely correct, and a lot of people, thank you for bringing up those things, because a lot of people are not aware of the antifreeze and the, the, the toys. A lot of people are not aware of those issues because the fake mainstream liberal media hides all of the news that really directly impacts the American people, and it's sad. Uh, the left-wing uh, fake news media is really doing a major disservice uh, to our country, uh, by disseminating false news and the news that they should be placing out there that can protect and help uh, the American people. Uh, they are not. But um, thank God for Donald Trump being in office and calling them out and exposing who they really are. And people are really starting to see the media who they really are, just a bunch of crackpots who want to spew lies for ratings and for economic gains. Uh, You're a former um, military guy, Marines. Uh, Donald Trump has increased military spending maybe tenfold. What do you think about the Middle East crisis? What do you think about bringing our troops home? What do you think about what you should do based on your military experience? Uh, What can you do to lend to Congress, the Trump administration, some ideas that you have with the Middle East crisis? So one, I think we should vote, we should give Trump back his war powers that were just taken in January. Um, I think is number one. I love the fact that he was taking out these terrorists mm-hmm. that we've been after for 20 years that have been planning terrorist attacks on Americans for for as far back as we probably probably forever. So I love the fact that he had war powers and he could take out Soleimani. He could nail anybody. Uh, when they had the, the intel, intel needed to do so safely. Um, so one, I think we should be able to give the president back his war powers. I think he took out a couple of people that were clutch. I, and I, I think I just read a, uh, an interesting article or saw a title of an interesting article the other night where Soleimani's, Soleimani's daughter now is taking his his position over. Did you see that? Uh, no, I have not seen that uh, recently. Uh, I missed that in international politics news uh, this week. But that's very, very interesting. But I'm not surprised yeah. because that's what they do. They transfer power exactly. through their families, you know? Exactly. That's, uh... no, for it's those exactly that are right. tuning in, like for those that are that, tuning in, this is the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey. Rob, one second. 
For those that are tuning in, this is the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We're honored and blessed to have in the studio today former military veteran, businessman, and U.S. congressional candidate for Connecticut's 5th Congressional District, Robert F. High, talking about uh, what he plans to do when he wins his seat in Congress and his plans for our nation. And we're talking about now uh, the Middle East crisis and the things that we should do there. Um, Go ahead, Robert. I'll let you continue. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think number one is get back the president his war powers. Um, Number two, I I liked how Trump was taking our troops home. There were Mm -hmm. some big Marine generals totally against it. So I think you have to take into account like that some of these generals have made friends and allies um, with uh, some friendlies over there, and they were trying not to to let them get trampled on. So it's it's tough to see, but the war's been going on 20 years, right? Technology's improved, everything's improved, drones improved. Um, we saw Trump strategically take out these enemies. So I think I think with Trump spending with the military budget, we should look for for less injuries and less troops to be maimed and and bring a lot of our troops home. I think it's a great thing to do and and to follow through with intel and and the use of our technology and and to zap these these terrorists before you know when they obviously push the line, we nip it in the butt. And I do agree with Trump on a lot of that. So I mean I, I look forward to a lot of the troops coming home and us not being having to be over in the Middle East anymore. So we'll see how that goes. Yes, we're going to have to take it one step at a time and see how it goes. Um, In our last few minutes, uh, please talk about any other ideas and plans that you have for America. I know you're, like I said, a big Trump supporter, a big mega uh, supporter. Um, Are there any other ideas, uh, education, uh, crime. Are there any other things that you'd like to mention before we close out the show? Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing is is that we got to finish this wall. Education is huge. I think everybody should be free choice. Um, we should get trades back into schools immediately. Um, I think that's a huge part of civics. We got to get civics back into school. Um, we got to get patriotism and God Amen. back into school. So I think there's a ton of things. That we should be Amen. doing that are taken away from our schools that there never should have been taken away in the first place. Um, in fact, they should have been. There's never been a more need for for plumbers, technicians, everybody making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year um, right out of school. I mean, that's. I think we need to put that stuff back to our schools. I want to thank you very much, Robert, for coming on today, talking about your platform, talking about your support for Trump, talking about Connecticut, talking about our nation, and briefly talking about the Middle East. If people would like to donate to your campaign or volunteer or contact you, can you please share that information with our audience? Please, yeah. Please go to HideForCongress.com. You can follow everything right there right on that website and we'd be love we would love to have you help us win this this and turn the seat back to Red Sea Connecticut take the house back. Robert, thank you very much for coming on the show again. I hope that you will consider coming back in the near future. 
I know that I believe, I'm not sure if I, I have you set up on one of my other platforms, I believe, U.S. National Elections. Uh, you know, so we're definitely going to be touching base and, and hearing from you again soon. I wish you luck on your campaign, and I'll keep you, your family, in Connecticut in prayers as we battle this global pandemic of the coronavirus. And thank you very much for coming on, and God bless you. Thank you, Charles. This is the Michael and Chauncey Show, and we were blessed to have on the studio Robert F. Hyde, congressional candidate running for 5th Congressional District, talking about his plan for Connecticut, the nation, the Middle East, and the battles that we face against the liberal left and what we need to do to bring our country back. If you want to follow the Michael and Chauncey Show, you can follow us at Liberty Today USA on Twitter. You can also follow us at the Michael and Chauncey Show on Facebook for current news and updates. Uh, We're here every Thursday at 6.30. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Chauncey Brown III at Right Talk Host. You can also follow me on Facebook at Right Talk Radio Host. We thank all our listeners for tuning in. We are always right and never left. We keep all of you, from the president to Congress, to all the American people and everyone around the world, in our prayers as we meet this new challenge called COVID-19. Please, your distance, please listen to the medical professionals. Please keep your distance. And please, as we must all come together as one nation to help each other to get past these most challenging times, we keep everyone in prayer. Thank you very much again for tuning in. Make sure you join us every Thursday at 630. God bless America, and God bless you all. Good night now. Thank you for tuning in to The Michael and Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. You can also contribute to the show on Patreon 